your favourite music and everything local. From the home of time, this is Maritime Radio Greenwich. I am joined in the studio by Emma Pitt. Emma, good evening. How the devil are you? I'm fine, thank you. Thank you very much for coming in anyway. Absolute pleasure to have you. Um, how can I say you? Um, local, what, what do you want to actually be called? Is it local director, writer or producer of film? What would you, um, what would you actually class yourself as or an all-rounder? Um, a writer, really. I think the films were something I did. I started, um, I did a script writing um, MA at De Montfort Uni. So it was writing that I really wanted to go into. So I kind of I made the films as something to showcase my writing really and because we did them on no budget and didn't really know what we were doing <laughs> um I kind of directed and produced as well um with a little bit of help oh just a just, just a, little a little bit, bit of help, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course you mentioned about the, the writing and whatnot I mean you're not I, I call you local but you're not even from round here are you but was it born in Oxfordshire yeah born in Oxfordshire we moved to Somerset when I was nine and then we moved, um, I moved up to Deptford when I was 18 to go to Goldsmiths. I've been here ever since, so I'm kind of local because this is the longest I've lived anywhere. I must admit, yeah, there's not much, yeah. shall we say, uh, Somerset accent there or anything it, like it, that. It depends where, if I'm in Somerset, it comes out. If I'm talking to oh. my family, it comes out a little bit, yeah. <laughs> is that over a cider? Half a cider. Half a cider, <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's sensible, sensible. Drink <laughs> responsibly. Um, and of course, like, you uh, you mentioned the writing side mm. of things. Um, you've done the script writing course with, uh, was it Jim Hill? Boone, Casualty, Minder, yeah, lots yeah. of different stuff to his name. Yeah, Jim created Boone, um, and he's a kind of writer-director. Yeah, Casualty, Minder, he's been in the industry for years. So I did a short course with him at City Lit Uni, and he suggested um the ma which he ran in leicester so um yeah i i I applied for that and i got a place um which was a it was part-time over two years so i was working at um king's college hospital at the time in pediatrics um i still work for the nhs and i I really love it i i I, I do really really love working there um so i got a part-time job there working in uh, regulatory performance looking after kind of business management um, I still still work there now, and I did the MA. I think that was 2012 to 2014. I think I graduated. Um, yeah, and I got a. I was lucky. I got an agent pretty much straight away. Mm. And then uh, yeah. And the rest is history, so I say. Absolutely. I mean, so what uh, you you say about the, the writing side mm. of things? You know, where did it start? You know, who inspired you to actually write? You know, where did you, you know, did you actually, I mean, I like music, I play yeah. the guitar terribly, you know, but someone inspired me, I listened to something yeah, and there was that, yeah. that essential spark. I think it was, I did, so when I did my degree, I did a communications and sociology degree um, at Goldsmiths, that was my, my first degree, and um, I did script writing as part of that, and I really enjoyed it, but, you know, I was 21 and I didn't really have any direction, I wanted to go travelling, I wanted to earn money, so I think it was, I've always I really like watching TV and I really like reading the credits and I really like um, kind of dialogue and I really like Agatha Christie and I think I watched, um, I think it was, I I might be wrong with this, but 1989 there was a three-parter on called Take Me Home that was written by Tony Marchant and I thought it was just incredible. It was just a a kind of an affair storyline and like the drama and the emotion and it was, was so wonderful and it was, you know, told over, you know, three hours and nothing massive happened, but it was such a powerful story. 
um, and our friends in the north um, playing the field shows like that I just I just really really loved them but I'd never thought of going down that road particularly I, I kind of thought well, I might wouldn't mind writing a book I wouldn't mind doing this but I, I never did it and it was when um, you know I'd been working at King's for a while I wasn't really sure what direction I wanted my career to go and I didn't know if I wanted to move up in management and I had a mentor at work called Mike and he said well you know if you think about everything you've ever done what would you really want to do what did you really enjoy and I said oh do you know I really enjoyed script writing and he said well why don't you go and do a course so that's when I went and did the city lit course and you know it, it was literally five minutes into that I thought this is it this this is what I want to do yeah and it was I you know I really like writing dialogue I'm really interested in what people think and what they say I'm really interested in kind of extraordinary things happening to ordinary people so I think that's just kind of what what pulled me into it mm. yeah it's it, you can see I mean from from the film and and other bits and pieces <laughs> you've done you, you know you can see that um you're, you're writing to draw people in yeah you know you the 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 actual the, the scripts the the uh, dialogue it pulls you in it pulls you into the film it's not one of these um, we're talking about the ballad of the haunted man yeah. we'll we'll cover that in a minute but you know it's not one of these things where you just just trip along and you you can forget things you actually sit there and you watch it and it pulls you in and I think that's why uh, it's become so successful I mean you you won the media film and journalist prize and then went on for uh, writing Sky One's critical as well yeah so I got an agent really quickly and then I got um I pitched to Hattrick Productions who were doing series two of Jed Mercurio's Critical which was on Sky One it was um it was set in, a, in an A&E department in a hospital and it was um filmed in real time so it was kind of a, it was a 60 minute uh 60 minute episodes and it was brilliant and you know, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Jeb Mercurio, love Line of Duty. I met him a few times when I was doing my MA. He's a really, really, really nice bloke, very, very clever, and very generous as well with his time. So I pitched for that, and, um, yeah, they, they liked the pitch, and they said, yeah, we'd like you to develop an episode. So I was commissioned to do that. And at the same time, I had, uh, I'd had a meeting with ITV Drama, and they really liked a project. And I was thinking, oh, do you know, this is quite easy. Everyone said this is going to be really difficult. And then... You know, a couple of months later, Sky axed Critical. Oh. So I got the email saying, sorry, Emma, you know, th there is... And then ITV said, yeah, we don't, we don't want this project, but thanks anyway. And then all of a sudden, it was like, oh, actually, it isn't this easy. Reality check. Yeah, and I spent kind of a year, I was pitching different projects. I was going to, you know, meetings at different production companies who were, you know, basically saying, we really like your writing but because you haven't got any experience, we can't work with you. Yeah, it's that old, yeah. so if you're not going to give me the first step, how yeah, am I going to get the experience? Yeah. And, yeah. and I think I got to the point where um, one of my friends said to me, you know, you complain about this quite a lot and you used to really enjoy it. And frankly, you've got a little bit boring <laughs> kind of moaning about <laughs> this, that and the other. So why don't you just kind of do something for yourself? So and my confidence at that point, it was quite low and, I'd had I'd been let down, a, you know, a couple of times by producers, and so I, that's why I made the Ballad of a Haunted Man. I thought I'll I'll make a short film. It was kind of a difficult step to take because when you're not feeling kind of great about your confidence, then showing a script to people and saying, "Would you like to work with me?" Um, but you know, my husband Dave Sutherland was kind of saying, "Look, you know, it's a, it's a good script," and he'd um, uh, he knew Shane Atwell from the 
kind of local music scene and he said look why don't you show it to Shane you know who is a really fantastic actor and and he might do it mm. um so yeah and he said yes <laughs> <laughs> well moving seamlessly on mm. to the ballad of a haunted man uh co-produced with dan shorey yeah dan so i met dan when i was doing my ma we made a little short film together and dan's a kind of cameraman focus pillar and he's worked on kind of call the midwife um he's he's worked on 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 loads and loads of and we just worked really really well together and we kept saying oh we'll make another one we'll do another one so i sent him the script for for ballad and yeah he was he was really keen to do it so we we kind of produced it together so he pulled he got all the crew together um and i got the cast i mean yeah you you talk about the cast helen ledra um shane atwell um eliza leonard yeah you know this is this there's four people in the film, but only three actors, <laughs> uh, it's, so to speak. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, Helen Ledra. Yeah. So me and Helen used to go to the same gym. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, there and, you uh, go. I was, was wondering how yeah. she got involved. With- so we, we used to go to the same gym, and there was a guy in the gym that was just knew everybody, and apparently she said to him one day, um, oh, I, I need a bit of help with this bit of writing. And he went, oh, I know someone, and he rang me. And honestly, my phone rang. I was like, hello. And he said, oh, Helen Ledra would like to talk to you and put her on. And I'm a huge, huge fan of Helen. I have been yeah. for years. She was a massive influence on me growing up. Um, and she was like, oh, well, this is awkward. I was like, hello. Um, but anyway, we met for a coffee and um, we got on kind of really, really well. So I did a bit of work with her for a few months and, you know, we became friends. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, when I was doing this, yeah, she was kind of happy. Happy to do it, and it's just—it's quite surreal, you know. The, the, the yeah, Shane and, and Helen Ledger and things, but yeah. and then Eliza. Eliza, you know. yeah, Eliza's fantastic. Um, Helen, a friend of Helen's, a guy called uh, Rick, knew Eliza and, and kind of put us all in touch. And yeah, she was again really kind of happy to happy to do it, and and did a really really fantastic job. So we'll move on to the Ballad of a Haunted yeah. Man, a haunting tale of a lonely mortician's search for company. I think they're taking a dark turn. A very yeah. dark turn, yes. Uh, I mean, I you sent me the link or oh, some time ago yeah. now, and uh, uh, and a friend of mine uh, saw it the <laughs> other day and actually commented. We can't say what he commented on, yeah. um, but or how he commented. Love should that I comment. say? But yeah. yeah, you actually you wanted to use that for the poster. Yeah. It's what would you class it as? Is it psychological? Is it drama? Is it horror? So I think initially we thought it was drama. Mm. Um, festivals were putting it into the horror category. So I, I I kind of looked up what makes a horror film and very simply, horror horrifies and horror's horrible. So whereas a thriller is supposedly thrilling, so there's kind of ups and downs and, you know, frightening, you scare, you can laugh. But I think with horror, it, it's, it is horrible yeah. and it is a horrible film. Yeah, it's... So, and, it, yeah, it, it's psychological. And what I, I kind of wanted to do, because I wrote it as a short play originally uh, for a competition I saw on Twitter, um, and it, it won that. And I think it, it, it was... I wanted to do the horror through dialogue rather than action. And as you know, most of the film is just... Dialogue. Yeah. 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 And Shane's so good. It's stone cold. Sorry, I do have trouble with it being in the horror section because I think it's so dark. Mm. You know, I, I know what you're saying with the horror, fi- yeah, horror, horror yeah. fights, um, but it's so dark. It's more of a psychological, it's mm. but with a horror link to it. Honestly, you've got to watch it. it. It's, I mean, award-winning all over the world. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, as I say, I made it for a bit of a confidence boost to showcase my writing. I think it's done that. A handful that. of people would see it, and then all of a sudden, it just it just took off, and it took off really quickly. And it did, so it got into an awful lot of horror festivals as well as kind of, yeah, as well as general festivals. And some festivals, when you put it in, you just put it in as a film and they categorise it for you. And it, it was always put into horror. But I'm, I'm, you know, I'm with you on that. I wouldn't necessarily have said yeah. it was a horror film, but um, it's certainly, if you had to classify it as something. Yeah, I suppose so, yeah. You can, I mean, these people seem to know, <laughs> seem to have an idea, should we just yeah, say, what yeah. they're on about. I mean, yeah, it is dark. I mean, how long did it actually take to film? Because it was filmed at Greenwich, wasn't it? Yeah. It was so Dave's, wasn't it Dave's son? It was, yeah, we filmed it in Dave's son, Sam's flat. Thanks, Sam. <laughs> um, and we filmed it over two days. So me and me and Dan had gone, and, and Dave had gone to kind of recce the area, but we'd done it on a weekday, forgetting that, you know, Greenwich Market's at the weekend, and it was we filmed it on King William Walk, yeah, just by the park. So honestly, it was so noisy, and there was a busker up the road. So Dave kept having to go and give the busker twenty quid to disappear really? for like half an hour, and Dave would sit in the busking <laughs> spot, just you know, just sitting there. I'm surprised so, he didn't put the cap down. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> trying to earn his money. So back. yeah, it was some poor bongo player, but he didn't mind actually because he was an extra for Holby City. So he was like, "Oh, I completely understand. If you give me twenty quid, I'll go to the pub, and you can just sit in my spot." <laughs> So yeah, it was a lot a lot noisier than we were. Um, yeah, we, we were anticipating. Yeah, but yeah, we did it over. We did it over two days. Yeah, you get sixteen and a half minutes of footage. <laughs> There's a lot on the floor. Yeah, well, I, I don't think it's that. I think it's you do a number of different. We used one camera, hmm. so you do a number of different angles, a number of different takes. Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting here. Hmm. That, you know, you, I can see the film back in my head, and what you're saying is just one camera. You know, the different angles. How many takes now? I'm trying to work out in my head. You know, just for the, as you say, for Shane's monologue, where he's just doing the the long speech. Mm. And, you know, the different angles. How many times did he have to do that same monologue in that same deadpan, you know? Yeah, quite a lot. But the atmosphere when we were filming, it was... he, he's so engaging yeah. that we, we, when we were watching it, we were just like, my goodness! You could yeah. you could feel in the room like how you know charismatic how charismatic he is, and then you know even the beginning with Helen as you know you could, the distress, and mm. then I, I can't I'll ruin it if I kind of keep going, won't I? So right now, this is available online now. It is, yeah. If you just Google it, it's on YouTube. I mean, it's been on the festival circuit for a couple of years, so we couldn't put it out publicly. As I say, I didn't expect it to kind of be doing the rounds for that long, but it's been amazing that it has. So if you just Google it, there's a Facebook page, and, yeah, it's on YouTube. So it went up online on Saturday. Mm. So a lot of people that, that hadn't seen it, have, yeah, have got to see it. Yeah. Oh. So, once again, if you look on YouTube, The Ballad of a Haunted Man... Mm. You, you can you can tell it straight away. Helen Ledra, um, Shane Attall, and uh, Eliza Leonard. You know it's mm. you, you can see it. That it's got the mortician. It's got Shane there doing his top button up on his suit. Yeah, honestly, please, please, please. <laughs> it is. It's it's fantastic. Thank please you. check it out. Um, now, of course, we've got to mention the elephant in the room. The music to it. Yeah. It's uh, by this 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 singer songwriter. Oh, uh, you you probably know his name. It's gone off the top of my head now. Oh but yeah, you've forgotten it. Yeah, that's it. it is of course Dave Sutherland, your uh, husband. My husband, yeah. Yeah, but Dave was a guest on the show a few months ago. Um, he's done this track. He actually, when he tells the story on how this mm. track actually come about, yeah. it's, it's quite. It was more of a last chance saloon. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just. The whole track itself is very, very fitting 
for the film. So I'll tell you what, why don't we take a break and listen to the track itself. And uh, and hopefully when we come back, we'll be talking about a few other different things and the new project, The Boy Who Thought He Could Fly. Yes. This is haunting in on its own. Yeah. <laughs> For granted Somebody's fool Taken for always The way that you do You got a man Loving you The pain and the pleasure You put in me through The tears of the day Have run Now what can I do You got a man Like me Loving you After the time when the roses have died And all gone Inside me inside Like the day they were born While all the years while away All of the acts in the play Carry on Is it far Loving you 
Dave Sutherland here on Maritime Radio. Absolutely beautiful song. Haunting, I think the word is, I'm looking for. And of course, that is the soundtrack uh, from the film, uh, The Ballad of a Haunted Man. And of course, you can, if you want to hear more of that, uh, find it on his album, On the Waiting List, the uh, Americana number one album, I believe, in the US. That's right. Yeah, yes. You straighten it, that's (laughs) right. You make sure you mention that. Um, Right, we're back with Emma Pitt, um, local uh, film writer. I'll yep, just that's stop, fine. I'll stop yeah. it there because she's she, more happier, but she does producing and directing as well. I'll just get that in. Otherwise, <laughs> you know, it, it sounds like I lost my way a little bit there. I did, but I'm not going to keep on about it. But, um, right, the new project, The Boy Who Thought He Could Fly, yeah. starring Shane again. Jenna Russell. Jenna Russell and Archie Saunders. Yeah, yeah. So... Is it dark? No, it's com- it's completely different. Oddly, The Ballad of a Haunted Man is the darkest thing, by far the darkest thing I've ever written. Um, so no, the boy thought he could fly. It's um, they say the kind of tagline is a young boy grieving the loss of his mother convinces himself he can fly, and it is a it, yeah. Look at your face. <laughs> um, and it, it's a film. It, it's a film about bereavement and loss. And um, I hope it's got a really positive message, which is how important it is to talk. Oh. and to listen and to share sorry i did i did so that's all really surprised yeah. yeah it was it was like a oh. yeah um so yeah that that's that's what it's about so it's very very different and once again i've seen a few screenshots mm. that's general wolf statue at greenwich park oh yeah we we shot it at the we at, yeah the outside bits we shot it at the point in greenwich yeah um yeah, random hailstorm in the middle of filming. Really? Yeah, um, but yeah, we we we, sh- we shot we shot some of it up at the point. The rest of it we shot at home. We shot in my house, our house. Sorry. Um, yeah. it's cheaper this time. Um, yeah, <laughs> much cheaper. It's funny though when it's your house, you haven't yeah. got a coffin in there for two days. Yeah, that, yeah, that is yeah, true. Yeah. Dave made that coffin actually. Dave and his dad. Yeah, did they, he really? They made that coffin. Oh, such a nice skill. L- yeah, out, out of an old wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, isn't that nice? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Look, a coffee table. Well, I don't know, bookcase. Oh, I could do you a coffee. Do you a lovely coffee, my friend? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very nice. So yeah, that was a that was a three day shoot. So um, yeah, Shane again, uh, Jenna Russell, who I still can't quite believe agreed to do it. Jenna's incredible. She, you know, she was um, played Michelle in EastEnders. Um, she's one. She's a really, really uh, a successful theatre actress. Um, and weirdly, she sings the theme for Red Dwarf, which she did when she was a lot younger. Really? Which was, which was a, one of your... Um, yeah, that's a strange fact for you. Yeah. That is a well I never. Yeah, well I never. Well I yeah, never. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I really, really really wanted to work with Shane again. Um, and I kind of... My friend um, Kylie, who I work with, her son Archie, he was 13 at the time. And I knew that Archie wanted to... Well, say he wanted to be an actor. He is an actor. He's fantastic. Um so I kind of had that in the back of my mind and I sort of I had a really um kind of awful bereavement a couple of years ago and I kind of I wanted to write something about grief but it took me a while to do that because I think the kind of the shock and the grief was was quite brutal for for quite a long time mm. and I think that kind of write about what you know is really kind of really important and really relevant but i think write about what you know when you're ready is also really important. yeah that's true yeah so um and the, the, the subject matter isn't 
isn't kind of the the, the child bereavement is, isn't relevant to, to kind of my bereavement but it was the the theme of, of loss and talking and so it is about this this little boy who's, who's lost his mum and he's living with foster parents which is Shane and Jenna and the kind of the, the, the story is they're trying to get his mum said if you look for me in the clouds um, you'll see me so they find him kind of hanging off roofs and up trees and yeah. thinking he's trying to get you know always trying to get into the sky but the the, the kind of story goes that the, the dad Shane um, that character lost his own mother when he was younger and hasn't really dealt with it so to help this boy he's kind of got to face this trauma that he never faced when he was younger and he's got this kind of wonderful supportive wife look at your face no, you're just, it's just, you're just, a, this is so different the, yeah. it is but the, you say that but there is that twist again mm. you well, know there was a yeah. twist in the other one and from what I can see from your past stuff as well there's that twist again I'll tell you where that comes from right when I was doing my MA um, we had to write a shadow script of an existing series and I wrote an episode of Jimmy McGovern's Accused um, and to get some help with that, I contacted a writer called Isabel Gray. So Isabel wrote and accused with Jimmy McGovern, and it, it won a BAFTA. And Isabel kind of gave me some advice on, on how to how to write like Jimmy McGovern, you know. But mm. she gave me advice on what, what he kind of looks for. And she said, um, when you write about a protagonist who's struggling, always think to yourself, how can I make this worse? So with The Ballad of a Haunted Man, when I came up with the original idea, I sat there thinking, how can I make this worse? So as you, you've seen it, so as you know, it gets worse and worse and worse as it goes on until it, it kind of gets as bad as it can get. Yeah. So I think with this one, not like how can I make it worse, but you think, well, how else can I layer this? Yeah. How can I keep the pace up? How can I make it more interesting? I think that's the best way to describe it as a go. It is quite a multi-layered. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, how can I make this more interesting? How can I have a journey that's got a beginning, a middle and an end within kind of 15 or 16 minutes? And so it was kind of... The, the film is about this boy, but it's really about um, this this kind of, you know, big, strong man in his 50s. Sorry, Shane. In, in, in his early 40s. Um, yeah, let's go easy on the 50s, yeah. shall we? <laughs> um, you know, dealing with, with a grief he's never dealt with to, to try and help this little boy. I mean, it, this has already started to win awards. It's doing, yeah. It's it's it started on the festival circuit, and it's won it's won Archie's won an award um, for best actor, which is which is great. Mm. Um, uh, Shane's been nominated for a couple of awards, so yeah, I'm I'm really really pleased with with the fact that it's doing well. It's a di- again, it's a difficult one to put. It is a drama, um, but there's a lot of dramas out there, and you never know mm. what kind of drama festivals are going to show what's kind of on their slate for that season. So it might just not fit in it I, I kind of wasn't sure whether it should go into children's festivals whether it should go into mental health festivals whether it should go into general ones yeah. so I think I'm just waiting to see how, how it's received and I mean we did with Ballad we did incredibly well in America that was incredibly well and oh I just found out um, which I haven't announced yet we have just got into the Twin Tears Film Festival in New York oh. where the boy thought he could fly yeah so I think again like stylistically they 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 also showed the ballad of a haunted man and Shane won best actor and he was up against you know big budget feature film some guy from Prison Break, so I think stylistically I'm probably quite similar in in with the two films uh, you know so if they like the first one they will probably like the second one. Talking of the, uh, festivals and all that, mm. where can we see it? What, what the boy who thought he could fly. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, well, New York in yeah. September. Off we pop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it depends. It depends where it's picked. So at the moment, it's 
it's an official selection for the Brighton Rocks Film Festival which I believe is in June, but they don't show all their selections. It's closer to the time they pick finalists and then they pick winners and then they screen a kind of selection of those. Where Ballad was screened there. It's a wonderful festival. Ballad was screened there last year. Um, so I think it's just, you know, find it on Facebook and just keep an eye on it and just see where, where it gets into it. It's in for some London festivals, so it just depends if any... Mm. if any pick it well hopefully if anything comes up you'll let me know and then i can pop it up on the uh, the okay. maritime facebook and mm. and twitter and we can uh, and hopefully yeah. get it out there for you right tv projects anything else um so i've been yeah i was working with bbc drama developing one of my own projects and that's kind of ongoing um yeah and i've got some kind of new projects that are with a few companies at the moment so is that along the lines of the short plays, the ever-changing skyline? Oh, ever-changing skyline. Yeah, that's a short play. That's on in uh, the Omnibus Theatre in Clapham next week. Yeah, Tuesday to Friday next week by Kibo Productions are putting that on. So that's won a few short play competitions and it's been on. It was on at the Chiswick Playhouse earlier this year. It was staged by a company called Get Over It Productions who really kind of champion women in theatre. They're fantastic and they did a great job with it. So I'm really excited to see what happens um, with this company next week. Mm. So you're busy, busy. Busy, 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 yeah. busy. Talking of busy, busy, how can we find out more about you? Um, because people are already tweeting in and things like that, you know. I'm on, it, twi- I'm on Twitter. I think I'm, I think I'm EMJ20. Um, I think I was just assigned that when I joined Twitter. EMJ, at EMJ20, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I'm on kind of Instagram and Facebook. If you just, if you Google Emma Pitt Writer, I come up. I'm oh. the first, I'm the, I'm the first, well, I think I'm the only one actually with that name. So, <laughs> That's a touch. It is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Emma, it's been absolutely fantastic talking to oh, you. Oh, thanks so much. I'd just like to say, you know, it's a pleasure of you coming in. If you need any bit parts... You know, I'm always here. I'll call you. Um, you call wait me. Get, by the phone. Get your people to call me. Yeah, and absolutely. We'll, we'll work, yeah, you just, know. Wait, just wait by the phone. Just wait yeah. by the phone, right. You will call, wouldn't you? I'll you're call, not gonna, call. You're not going to mess me about, are you? <laughs> <laughs> just wait for that call. I'm, I'm, I'm there, I'm waiting. Emma, thank you very <laughs> much so for much, coming God. in.